It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. It's California Wine Country featuring Dan Berger. And who are you, sir? <laughs> Hi, Dan. Oh, that's Harry, <laughs> too. Too busy picking restaurants. <laughs> I recognize that voice. It is California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn and Rodney Strong Vineyards. Dan Berger, of course, and our guest today is Barry Herbst, wine buyer at Bottle Barn. And we're talking rosés today. Indeed. And you guys always have the greatest selection of not only rosés, but every wine from the world. But uh, your rosé selection is pretty damn amazing. Yeah, it's taken a while to get going this year because people, everything's kind of thrown out of whack because some people didn't make rosé in 21 and they're skipping a vintage and the imported wines are hung up in the container ships. But uh, we're probably up to 60 or 70 rosés at this point. And wow. In good years, we're, we have over 100 rosés, but I don't think we'll get there this year. But quite a few in there now. And Dan, uh, we're starting as we often do with Dan's cellar wine. This is a Shard from New yeah. Zealand. Chardonnay from New Zealand, but it's a 2010. Wow! And so that's uh, that's at least 12 years old. This is um, unique, but I love it. Boy, it's delicious wine. It's made by there was a woman winemaker at that property. This is Peregrine, P-E-R-E-G-R-I-N-E. Peregrine is in central Otago. They make a tiny bit of Chardonnay down there, mostly Pinot Noir. And her name was uh, Michelle Richardson. She moved on. She's no longer there. But Michelle was what a talent when she was at Peregrine. And this was one of my favorite wines from that year. And I stuck an extra couple in the cellar and this got away from me. But it's delicious wine. Yeah, very much alive still. Real creamy and rich. and it's yeah. got, but it's Very got, creamy. But and a lot of acidity, though. Yeah. It's going to go great with food tonight. 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, Barry Herbst. From Bottle mm. Barn, mm. tell us about the uh, the rosé situation here, and and then we'll talk about what you've brought in, and we'll taste some. Well, um, on the on the BottleBarn.com website, it says rosé season is here. Yeah, we loaded quite a few on there now. I don't think we have all of them on yet, just because we're just a few of us uh, working on the website. So, with six thousand SKUs, it takes a while to get everything on. But uh, I think there's probably about 50 rosés on there right now. And, you know, a lot of people got hit with the fires last year and didn't make rosé, but we're grabbing everything we can. And a lot of the, even the 2020 vintage rosés, some of them are actually improved from when we first brought them in, especially the imports. You know, the wines like Bandol, Tavel, they actually improve with age. Um, so, anyway, it's, it's still a super hot category. People uh, love rosé. Uh, how many Sonoma County or wine country, Northern California rosés are you guys? I'd say sixty-five, seventy-five percent of what we have is Sonoma, Mendocino, Napa yeah. counties. Okay, so. Dan, could I get a history of rosé? Rosé no. used to be made by blending white and red. Yeah. Uh, then uh, they went through a process where they called it called it Sagne, S A I G N E E. <clears throat> which is a French term which means bleeding, and it actually means that they would bleed the, the red wine fermentation tank for about two or three hours, get some colored, uh, some light-colored rosé wine. But the fe- fermentation would be taken off right there, and then the end result would be higher alcohol. So they decided years later, they, d- they came up with this idea. It's called direct-to-press, which means you harvest the fruit sooner and you put it in the breast, and you press it out, and you make a drier wine because there's less alcohol. And most of these wines are going to be under 13%. 
And the 14.5% rosés tend to be a little heavy for me. Yeah. Mm. And until and, not too long ago, nobody thought there was a dry rosé. <laughs> True. <laughs> you well, go back 15 years. The rosé has come so far <laughs> in the last 15 years or, or even the last 10 years, especially in our area, Dan. I mean, yeah, every sure. winery, every winemaker that comes in. Oh, just about everyone's making it. Is and, making and a rosé. The main yeah. reason is that it sells in the tasting room. Once you're in the tasting room, they pour you a splash of that stuff. You're going home with a box of it. Yeah. <laughs> and the accountants like it. Chateau cash flow. Yeah. <laughs> No oak involved. It's in and out in nine months. Done. Yeah, you can. The fermentation was completed in November, so it's ready to go now. You know, in fact, it's a little late for that. Exactly. So, Barry, what have you brought in from Bottle Barn today? Well, let's see. First up, we have a rosé Pinot Noir from um, a great guy who's been making wine in Sonoma County a long time, Fred Scherer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got this from him directly. He just makes a small amount and. Uh, We'll give it to see what you think, but it's was it's been one of my favorites so far this year. Uh, 100% Pinot Noir, bone dry, yet still full bodied. The handle a lot of different kind of dishes, um, and it's in a screw cap, which keeps it nice and fresh. Yeah, more and more people are enjoying not dealing with uh, oh. corks and foils. I've and, got a uh, bad right hand, and mm-hmm. it's so hard, so hard for me to open. Uh, no, more and more no. people. I'm totally into the uh, screw caps. And not just old people like us. Even young people, I think, are getting sick of it. <laughs> well, it makes sense, especially for wines like rosé, right? Yeah. Yeah. Keeps it fresh, easy to deal with. I'm noting just in looking at the series of bottles that you have in front of you, the difference in color mm-hmm. between each of them. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is a fascinating thing about rosé for me. Uh, yeah. Because the colors. I mean, usually it's a deliberate choice. Sometimes it's just the nature of the varietal. I think it's hard to get Syrah to be as light as Pinot Noir. Right. But um, sometimes the winery just likes to go for a little more extraction uh, in color and flavor. And so, you know, that's a more deliberate choice. It is California Wine Country, (laughs) brought to you by Bottle Barn and uh, Rodney Strong Vineyards. Barry Herbst, wine buyer from Bottle Barn is here. Rosé season is here at Bottle Barn. Okay, let's talk about this first one. Yeah, it's a very bright. We better taste fast if we only have to uh, tell five. I have five rosés here. No, then we come back. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Here. Well, I'm taking most nervous. of those home. So. I thought we were going to have to start pounding this. <laughs> anyway. We tell everyone, including the front office staff, that we don't pound these, we taste. Right. Yeah, so okay. don't say that on the air. Yeah, we never. <laughs> they don't we need never. to know that we're pounding these. Yeah. See, you're, having us, you're making us have another staff meeting. This yeah. is just a, just a sampling. That's all we're doing. Dan, talk about mm-hmm. this one. Beautiful structure, and part of that is the fact that they pressed it really lightly, and you can tell by looking at the color, it's more copper than it is pink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the copper indicates a light press. And therefore, they used whatever they didn't press out of this. They made the rosé, and what was left over went back into some of their red wines for mm. additional flavor and for additional structure. So this got mm. this has got gorgeous structure. And what I like mm. about it is it's completely dry on the tongue, but it's rich at the, in the finish. So in spite of the fact that it's a, a dry rosé, it still has almost the hint of red wine in the finish. And another good food wine. Oh, yeah. delicious. Yeah, the finish is wonderful. Uh, and you have to be a real believer to make rosé out of Pinot Noir from this county because the grapes are so expensive. Uh, Fred would do much better financially probably if he made all red wine out of this because they're 
damn expensive grapes now. Reiterate where this is from and who Fred is. So Fred Scherer, he's... Uh, and spell Scherer. It's uh, S-C-H-E-R-R-E-R. Okay. And he's local here. I think he's uh, based in Sebastopol. I don't have my glasses on here. If he puts <laughs> it on the label. Yeah, so he's based out in Sebastopol, and his grapes are all from around that area. And, you know, it's definitely a high-ticket neighborhood for uh, Pinot Noir grapes. These, these grapes would make a $50 red wine, mm-hmm. and for him to make a rosé out of it means that he's making it for less, he's charging less money than the grapes justify. Yeah, it's a passion project, I'm sure. All right. This is uh, twenty one ninety nine, which for rosé is kind of mid to high level now, but not for Pinot Noir. Everybody who's doing Pinot has to... No, has to charge at least twenty. Usually. Twenty twenty-one bucks for this rosé at Bottle Barn. That's that's a steal. That's yeah. a really delicious wine, and and really up there with the very best of them. Yeah, solid what, wines. What else you got there, Barry? Herbst? So on deck, uh, we've got uh, Quivira Winery, who's been making wine in this area for quite a while. Uh, they're all biodynamic uh, for people that are interested in that, and um, it's a beautiful property, uh, beautiful gardens. Uh, U Chappelle's making the wines there, uh, who's been around this county for a long time and really knows what he's doing. Uh, this is a blend of Grenache, Syrah, and Mouved, classic Rhone grapes, Rhone varietals. And uh, this one is just about as light in color as uh, the Pinot we just it's had. It's a it, little lighter. It, yeah. It does to me, yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Also a little bit coppery. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> what year is this? 2021. All these are 21s. Wow. All right. Harry? I haven't even tasted it. I'm swirling. Nor, nor have I. I'm swirling. Sampling. This has He's got a little pounding. <laughs> this has got a Clearly. little bit. I've been swirling in this chair since 3 o'clock. So. <laughs> <laughs> this has got a little bit more of the aromatics of the Grenache character, which is a little bit different from Pinot Noir. So in the Pinot Noir, you've got a little bit more complexity. But here, you've got more fruit component coming out. And the fruit is really due to the fact that the winemaker Hugh is really mm. talented at capturing those fruit components, and this mm. wine is a blend of three different varieties, and it's the Grenache that carries it. Wow, yeah. a little more earthiness in this wine, which it's is richer. nice. Yeah, yeah. minerality. Whereas, as much get, as I liked uh, the other one, mm-hmm. I like this one even better. This guy's really yeah. got a track record for for pink wine. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the Pinot's got more floral qualities just by the nature of the grape. Where. This would just probably have a different spectrum of food you could have it with. I mean, they'd both be good with, like, spicy food. or This would be pizza. great with uh, uh, pizza with uh, sausage. There because you go. Because you've got the sausage for spice, and then you've got plenty of uh, intensity of fruit. Well, given that that's pretty much all I eat, I will uh, <laughs> enjoy taking that home tonight. There you go. And again, this is from? Quivera, and they're out in the Dry Creek Valley. Let's spill, spill that. Let's spill Squ- that, spill it folks. <laughs> Q-U-I-V-I-R-A. Yeah. And what's the price on this? This is seventeen ninety nine at Bottle Bar. Yeah. And wow. I think this was a big winner at uh, Press Democrat this year. I think it was Best of Class Rosé, I believe, or Double Gold Medal. Can't remember which. Mm. And again, these are organically farmed vineyards. This is biodynamic, actually, which is one step. More, more intense. Yeah. yeah, and costly. But, <laughs> but yeah. this mixture, the blend mm. on this rosé, uh, does that make for the winery and the winemaker uh, a little less expensive than the Pinot? Yeah, I think these grapes are 
less expensive. Well, the more venture component of this would be probably the cheapest of the three grapes, and mm-hmm. that was allows him to charge a little bit less for it. But the Grenache that's in here, you can smell that. Boy, once you get in your nose in the glass, you say, "Whoa, this is serious stuff." It's got a spiciness yeah. to yeah. it, and and this would be a typical blend you'd get of the wines in the south of France in Provence, um, Cote de Rhone Rosé, uh, Tavel Rosé would have this similar blend. So um, they're kind of replicating that. Rosé season is here at Bottle Barn, and uh, Barry, for a while now at Bottle Barn, you've had a whole rosé section, correct? Yeah, it's uh, what we call the dance floor right in the middle of the the wine section, the big square. Uh, We use it for the harvest fair during the fall, and then uh, in the summer it's rosés, and then some award winners, usually carryovers from Press Democrat and the Chronicle. So that's just kind of our featured area, uh, uh, stuff that's hot and interesting and new. So So rosé season Mm -hmm. runs from when to when? Well, really year-round now. Yeah, January to December. That's a bottle barn barn thing. Yeah, Yeah, rosé season at bottle barn. This is always rosé season. Yeah, they start coming out now sooner and sooner. I get my first samples now in January, and they were just harvested in September or October. Uh, I've even had some samples in December this year, but the, the in terms of release date, this is when the most are coming to the market. But we keep a pretty solid selection year round now. People are still drinking rosé in January and February. But is it thought of more as a summer wine? I think for a long it time was it was for a long time. Yeah, these days no. In fact, I wanted to bring this up. Your predecessor, Dan, the late great uh, Ben Pearson. Years ago, on this segment, uh, when we first started talking about and drink, uh, tasting uh, rosés, he would say, you know, back in the day, a macho guy would not want to drink pink wine. Mm-hmm. But that's changed. And he said that seven years ago. Oh, for sure. And now it's a whole different world. And as we mentioned, every winery is making rosés. About days. 20 mm. years ago, there was a restaurant in San Francisco that specialized in rosé, and they had nothing but rosé on the list. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, well, I think people are seeing the amazing flexibility uh, with rosé, the different kind of food it will go with. And it's just cut on everywhere. We have a Greek rosé. We have from the Canary Islands. We have from Lebanon. Uh, of course, France, Spain, Italy. Uh, so it's definitely a thing. Is the typical rosé drinker more of a red wine drinker or a white wine drinker? I have no idea, Harry. That's a good question, but I really... Yeah, you know, that kind of straddles I, the fence. I, I think basically if you like a lot of diversity in your white wine, you're a rosé candidate. Mm. Whereas if you're a red wine drinker, maybe you're still a little bit shy about going to, to the pink stuff. Okay. But macho guys like me and Harry. <laughs> You're not afraid to drink rosé. In fact, another of my favorite bands, it's called Macho Guys Like Me and Harry, and uh, it's appearing Saturday night at Hot Monk. Wow, what a lineup. Uh, okay, what else you got there, Bear? Okay, so number three in the lineup uh, is Grenache Rosé from Leo Steen, another winemaker that's been around the area for a long time. Where are they out of? They are, uh, he's based up in the Healdsburg area, and uh, the grapes, I think, are also, uh, they're from Sonoma Valley, so a little further inland, and I'm going to dump this out here, Then he generally goes for a more structured style, and this may come across a little drier, I would think, 
and uh, 100% Grenache in this case, which um, happens occasionally in the south of France, but not frequently. This is a very unusual wine in certain ways because Grenache is hard to get. It's uh, really it's very a lot of people who grow it are finding that they have a lot of buyers now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Why is Grenache? Because it's it's it produces an aromatic that if you if you get it right on the vine, if you get small enough tonnage, it, it produces an aromatic that can't be duplicated by any other grape. Really, yeah. I have to say, from the wine competitions I've been in, my favorite rosés have most of the time turned out to be Grenache or Sangiovese, just because they have a lively acidity and a lot of aromatics to them. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know, just something I really like in it. And the uh, aromatics and uh, every, everything that you just mentioned mm. spill out big time on my palate. On oh, this, this one, one is mm. very, very distinctive of, yeah. of Grenache character. It's got that sort of cranberry-like note to it. Mm. Really rich oh, and yeah, yet completely dry. Yeah, without the other two grapes, it comes across a little more structured, almost a little more astringency. And this could probably handle some pretty big flavored food dishes uh, of all sorts. Yeah, and that's another thing. Uh, we're short on time here, uh, but uh, when we get back, I want to talk about the pairings uh, of uh, rosé and, and, and continue that thought when we come back about, you know, this could be, this particular rosé could uh, handle... Like a steak. Oh yeah, meats, uh, no poultry. Problem. I think dry rubbed ribs. There no, you go. No bark. Did no, you bring no, no any sauce. with you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's in the car. You He's can't to, mention <laughs> it unless you bring it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a slow cooker right now. A dry rubbed ribs performing Saturday at Hot Monk Nevada. <laughs> Boy, oh god, just keeps getting better. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's California wine country. Brought to you by Bottle Barn and Rodney Strong Vineyards. The Bottle Barn wine buyer, our dear friend and Drive Hall of Famer Barry Herbst, back with us. It is rosé season at Bottle Barn, and we're tasting some of these great rosés. Do I have the new one, or is this... No, we're I, about to... You have the Delve. What? So it's this key. should go in my dump cup. Yeah, that's the Leo Steen. Now you're getting the Alexander Valley Vineyards. Okay. San Giovese It's in rose. my dump cup. One of our best sellers. Barry, you wanted to get something in. Yes, I was just going to mention we've resumed in-store tastings, and... Uh, Almost every Friday and Saturday for sure, and then uh, we're doing occasionally Thursdays, Wednesdays. For the tequila lovers, I think we've got people uh, pouring tequila on Thursday. Oh, good Lord. And then uh, we pour wine as well. Um, generally, it's uh, uh, two to four and then four to closing. We usually have two people in pouring, so uh, if people want to come by and taste some of the fine wares that we're offering. That's, that's a beautiful be thing. Yeah. yeah. And no place but Bottle Barn, folks. Bottlebarn.com. Find out everything they're doing. My God. Jeez. Uh, the nose on this is it's unbelievable. Pretty, pretty, pretty dramatic. <clears throat> this is Sangiovese. And one of the reasons why Sangiovese is so successful around the world, especially in Italy, is that it does produce a little bit more aromatically interesting red wines but most importantly is that as a in, in a real honest to goodness continental climate it doesn't ripen properly in a real honest to goodness mediterranean climate like we have in alexander valley this stuff does like gangbusters this is a uh, dry rosé of sangiovese uh, from alexander valley vineyards in sonoma county my 
God, this is good. Delicious this is, wine. And it's the least expensive wine we're trying today. How about that? For How, how much? Uh, I think we sell this for thirteen ninety nine. Good Lord. Yeah. It's Killer. the reddest in color of the yeah, ones we've tried Definitely sure. dark. And it, that does scare some people off now. They think it's going to be sweet or uh, ripe. Well, it's, it's richer in body, but yeah. not sweet. Yeah. Still and got still that delicate. Yeah. And the reason is that there's tannin here. This is really like a red wine with no intensity. So right. it's a really gorgeous structural uh, balance, and it's got everything going for it. You can drink it by itself on a patio. You can put it with pizza. You could put it with dark meat. It's just mm-hmm. it's delicious wine. It's it really perfect, is amazing. All purpose. Dan, talk more about rosé these days. And well, and, and, the and, difference. You know, they're, they're, it's all blending. Sure, with, absolutely, mm-hmm. it's blending. But the, the secret is to look at the color. Go into the store. You can't do this. Going online, you really can't. You got to go in the store and look at the colors through and the, the glass. The store would be Bottle Barn. Right. Thank you. What else is new? <laughs> Thank all you right. very much. But looking at all these wines are bottled in clear glass, so you can see the color, mm-hmm. and the color tells you something. It gives you a clue as to what kind of style of wine you're going to get. And this is really this one really looks like it might be a little bit sweet. You're right, mm. but. When you taste it, you realize it's the perfect balance. It's got everything going for it. It's it got really does structure. Mm-hmm. It's got acid. It's got or a little teeny teeny bit of residual sugar, but you'll never mm-hmm. tell. You can't tell in the aftertaste. No. Yeah, Barry, you yeah. are particularly proud of something from the Press Democrat this week. Yeah. Well, really, an award for the team. We, I think this is probably the fifteenth or sixteenth year in a row we've won best place to buy wine in Sonoma County in the Press Democrat uh, Reader's Choice Awards, and. Uh, you know, credit to our team at Bottle Barn. They've, they've done it year in and year out and made it all happen. And the wineries, uh, all the support from them. So, nice. Yeah, i just just uh, of that. Completely justified. Mm. And in the Napa Register every week where my column appears every Friday, I always list the Bottle Barn price. We appreciate that. <laughs> nice way to plug yourself while plugging Bottle Barn. <laughs> no, that's fine. Wow. You noticed that, did you, Harry? Yeah. yeah. The folks Multitasking. in the Valley are going, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they drive over here, let me tell you. I know they oh, do. They keep Everyone bugging does. us to start a store there <laughs> uh, almost oh, every week. Are you kidding me? Yeah. A, a Bottle Barn in Napa? Could Valley? happen. Oh, well, it should I don't happen. need the extra work, but it still could happen. <laughs> okay, I think we have one more rosé, correct? Yes, that is correct. And this is a, a real small producer, and I lied earlier. I said everything was 2021. It's actually 2020, this last wine. But because of the grape it's made from, it's actually probably more interesting than when it was released. It's 100% Carignan from Mendocino County. Bartolome Vineyard. And Dan, talk about uh, all these blends uh, that they make rosés from. uh, Carignan. (laughs) Carignan is known inside the industry as the workhorse grape. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's called a workhorse is it's a little bit less fruity, a little bit more substantial in terms of its mid-palate. It doesn't have an awful lot of aftertaste, but the interesting thing is you smell this wine and it's... all you're smelling here is red wine, mm-hmm. and it's made as a rosé. It's gorgeous. It's really gorgeously structured. It's There's got a all couple of young guys, real small. I love supporting and you know, get people in the store all the time, young guys just mm. working in the corner of a co-op winery. And, again, uh, Barry, explain, uh, tell who this is. Uh, this is called Delve 
Wine Company, D E L V E. A couple of young guys. Where are they? They they basically make wine in a, a co-op right next to Bottle Barn, uh, where there's probably about 50 wineries making wine. Uh, I think it's called Punchdown Cellars. Uh, there's three or four of them right around us, and that's we get a lot of young, small guys making 60 cases, 50 cases, 80 cases, and wow. I love supporting. Little teeny producers like often have a problem with technical issues. This stuff is pristine. It's absolutely spot on. Everything they did was perfect. I'm looking at their website, and you're right. It's two young guys. Yeah. <laughs> two really young guys. Yeah. They look like they're just getting off their skateboards. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty darn close to it, no doubt. And, you know, those are, that's Delicious the future. Wine. I mean, this is uh, that's how Costa Brown started, two young and guys. And what's the price on this, uh, uh, Barry? This is at four, or thirteen ninety nine. Jeez. At Bottle yeah. Barn, yeah. folks. This is a beautiful rosé, earthy, beautiful. kind of barnyardy, even. Yeah, it's got Rosé little... season is here at Bottle Barn, bottlebarn.com. Check it out. These are, uh, they've got an amazing selection. Still cranking out the flash sales, by the way. Every Monday and Friday, stuff that's about half uh, with the MSRP is. Uh, we blow out usually an import on one of them and a domestic wine on the other. And then on Sundays, we do features of rare and hard-to-get wines usually. Uh, we just did uh, Sean Thackeray, an iconic winemaker that passed away a few weeks ago and did all his wines. It was a big hit. And yeah, I saw so, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he was a major player. Yeah, and it's so interesting and so unique. Nobody quite like him in the wine business, and uh, he'll be missed, but uh, his wines live on. No. All right, rosé season is here at Bottle Barn, bottlebarn.com. Check out everything they got going on. And sign up for their insider newsletter. Yeah, and there's a, we do whiskeys, too, every now and then. When Jason finds a barrel here and there, that we get private barrels. And, and of course, the best beers and the selection of both, of all, the spirits and the mm-hmm. beers and the wines. No place better and no prices better. That's the key. And no selection mm-hmm. better than, yeah, than Bottle Barn. Check it out, BottleBarn.com. Barry Herbst, wine buyer from Bottle Barn. Bless you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Great to see you again. All right. Uh, can I steal this uh, thing? Yeah, feel free. We've got lots of them. I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. i got to take some of this rosé home. Uh, in an appropriate carrying case. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> we don't want you brown bagging it out of here. And in the trunk of my car. <laughs> Barry Herbst, Bottle Barn. Dan Berger, of course, California Wine Country. Brought to you by Bottle Barn and Rodney Strong Vineyards.